Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. This is part two of a double Carl Pilkington-themed episode. I would recommend that you listen to part one of this first. It contains important context about who Carl is, plus more details about Carl's pronunciation and accent. Listening to part one first will help a great deal in understanding this one. Uh, So make sure that you've heard part one before you watch or listen to part two. So I got plenty of good responses to part one of this, so let's carry on. In this part, we're going to continue as we did before, listening to Carl Pilkington, talking about various subjects, understanding exactly what he says, looking at features of his Manchester accent, and picking up vocabulary along the way. Carl is basically just a normal bloke from Manchester, and his accent is fairly typical for people from that area. So this episode aims to help you understand his accent and pick up vocabulary too. Some responses to to, to part one. Some responses to part one. First of all, some people commenting, wondering about how I feel about Carl's opinions and things and people sort of saying, I can't agree with him and blah, blah, blah. So first of all, I should say I disagree with Carl on most things. I think that He's probably wrong about a lot of the things he says. Not everything, but a lot of things I think he is kind of wrong about. Is he arrogant? Someone, I think, said that he was arrogant or he came across as arrogant. I don't think he's arrogant, really. I don't think it's arrogance. It's maybe more just a sort of lack of education or something. I don't think there's a lot of arrogance in him. To be honest, I just enjoy the way he puts things. He speaks like a comedian in the way that he expresses a point of view and has a certain way with words, but he's not a comedian. And this is the enigma of Carl Pilkington. Is he really just being himself or is he playing a comedy character? And in real life, he's a lot more erudite. This is the thing. Is he really like this or is he just sort of doing it for for the laughs? I actually think it's the former, not the latter. I think he's just being himself, honestly. He just happens to have a funny way of putting his opinions across. Sometimes the best comedy comes from someone sharing a specific opinion, especially when you know exactly how they feel about it. And I think this is what I enjoy about this, rather than the opinions he is expressing. And as I said, I disagree with Carl about most things. And some things he says are quite laughable, sort of things that you could just laugh at them, uh, just ridiculous especially stuff that he has said on the Ricky Gervais podcast, like his monkey news stories, for example. The other thing, apparently it's, yes, another thing, another response to part one of this, apparently it is possible to be choked by a live octopus if you, uh, not if you eat it, but as you eat it. It is possible to be choked by a live octopus as you eat it, apparently. What I meant was that it would be impossible for an octopus to strangle you from the inside. 
as strangling means choking from the outside of the throat. That's strangling with your hands, for example. But of course, a live octopus could still choke you from the inside by sticking its arms up into your throat and uh, blocking your windpipe, right? So choking doesn't have to be from the outside. It can also be from the inside as well, of course. Like if you eat food and it gets stuck, you can choke. So fair enough, it is possible for an octopus to choke you. Also, on the subject of food that we do and do not eat in the UK, I talk, I said that, yeah, sure, we eat sushi and raw fish, but other than that, we don't really eat much raw food. Uh, but yes, we do eat oysters, which are, well, raw fish, raw seafood. So I think raw fish are generally okay in the UK, but most other raw things would be considered a bit strange for us. I just wanted to say those things in response to some comments from from part one of this. Uh, Here's a quick pronunciation recap. In part one, we listened to Carl talk about his life, health and food. And in terms of his accent, I talked about H drops. Like when he said, I'm 32, I think I've got the hang of it. And look, how many do you need? We talked about glottal stops. That's when T sounds get replaced by a, a sort of a plosive from all the way down here. Uh, me eat like water. If you say a glass of water or British, not British. For example, I'll have a look at the meteorites. Another one. If you're going to eat a live animal, don't eat one that's got eight arms. Not got eight arms, but got eight arms that can get hold of your neck. Then there was the bath trap split, which is basically this thing that marks some division between north and south um and it's in words that have an r sound like podcast in the north they would be pronounced podcast laugh laugh path path bath and bath for example so bath in the south bath in the north as carl is from manchester he does say podcast laugh bath and path for example also using the sound uh, not the sound uh for example do you go to the gym much? So that uh in much rather than uh, like I say much, but Carl says much and other words like that. Okay, so that's a quick recap of some of the pronunciation we looked at in the first part. Let's move on to topics. So this time, Carl is going to talk about holidays and his fridge. And we'll look at more features of his accent as we go through. There's a video version of this on YouTube. Hello, YouTube, uh, with text on the screen this way or this way. Plus, you will find all the text for this presented on the page for this episode on my website. So you can read it all there. You can copy, paste it, grab vocab, grab anything you want and paste it into your vocab lists and things like that. Just one thing before we start, I have premium episodes in the pipeline for these two episodes of Luke's English Podcast. Um, The premium episodes will be a chance to review and remember the vocabulary that comes up in these episodes and then do pronunciation drills too. So I'll do a sort of, in the premium episodes for these, I'll do a sort of memory quiz with you to see how much vocab you remember. And then the usual pronunciation drills, but in my accent, not Carl's. Okay, so that's in an upcoming series of Luke's English Podcast Premium. If you want to sign up to LEP Premium, find out all the details by going to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info. So, Moving on to video four, then. This is Carl on holidays. That's Carl on holidays, not Carl on holiday. This just means this is Carl talking on the subject of holidays. 
In fact, Carl, in the video, Carl is on holiday. He's on a camping holiday, sitting in a tent and moaning while it rains. In fact, it's raining now where I am. It's pouring with rain right now. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that. How's the light as well? It's difficult to get the light just right in these videos. Anyway, you can probably hear the rain. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be too loud. Hopefully it won't be so loud that it'll drown out the sound of my voice. Look at that. I'm wearing a Luke's English Podcast LEP Ninja t-shirt. It's good, isn't it? On nice, thick cotton. Lovely quality t-shirt. If you want to get one of these, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash merch and you can get lots of different t-shirts and mugs and things. Okay, Carl on holidays. The questions that you have to find answers to. Number one, why does Carl think holidays are stressful? Secondly, what does Carl think of Lanzarotti's nickname? Lanzarotti is a popular holiday destination, and it's an island off the coast of North West Africa. It's Northwest, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. That's Lanzarotti. What does Carl think of Lanzarotti's nickname? Thirdly, what did Carl, what did Carl do on his holiday there in Lanzarotti? Fourth, what's the problem with holidays in the UK? It's not rain or food. Okay. Number five, what did he think of the seal sanctuary he went to? Mm, Seal sanctuary. Okay. I'm going to have to explain that one. A seal sanctuary is a place where seals go uh, when they are sick or when they've been rescued. For example, this, this is um, the Cornish Sea Life Trust seal sanctuary. Um, Let's see what it says. Uh, the Sea Life Trust Cornish Seal Sanctuary in Cornwall, southwest England, is a charity that rescues and rehabilitates grey seal pups from around the Cornish coastline. Each season, the sanctuary rehabilitates over 70 seal pups that have been rescued for various reasons, from malnourishment to being separated from their mum. So a seal sanctuary is a place that rescues seals and brings them back to full health. They then go back to the wild, or maybe they stay in the seal sanctuary. Okay, so what did Carl think of the seal sanctuary he went to? It's a bit like a cross between a zoo and a hospital, in the sense that it's a place where you can go to see animals, but it's a place where animals are taken to help them recover from something. Uh, So what did he think of the seal sanctuary he went to? And number six, what's the best place Carl has been on holiday and why? And seven, what does Carl think of holidays to the moon? Okay, so now you've got the questions. Listen carefully. Let's see if you can understand what he's saying. Don't worry, I will explain all of this and break it all down afterwards. But here is Carl talking about holidays. And here we go. I think holidays are, are pretty stressful. Because you always sort of end up doing stuff that you don't really want to do. It's just that suddenly you've got sort of free time on your hands that you're not used to. Last proper holiday that we had, I went to uh, Lanzarote. And it sold as uh, Lanzarote, the volcanic island, which isn't a, a great nickname to have, is it? You know what I mean? Might as well have Lanzarote, the disaster zone. Welcome, right? But uh spent the week on coaches going around looking at, like, different volcanoes. 
and none of them are active. So basically, spent time looking in big holes. Britain's too expensive, though, isn't it, to sort of have weekends away and stuff. Some point last year, we, we went away somewhere and uh, ended up having a walk around this sort of seal sanctuary. 14 quid. They weren't doing anything because they're ill. They weren't jumping through hoops and all that. They were just floating about, hardly moving. 14 quid. I mean, I'm not having a go, do you know what I mean? If there's six seals, I have to have somewhere to go, but don't charge me to come in. Or at least let me see them again when they're better. I think the best place I've been is uh, Rome. It's pretty amazing. Just the amount of old stuff they've got. You know what I mean? Every every corner you turn, it's like, oh, look at that. That's old, isn't it? But then again, that's sort of, that's the problem with it as well. Because once you've been, there's no need to go back because nothing changes. Do you know what I mean? Once you've seen the Colosseum, they don't do it up. I think it's clever, though, how, how Rome have managed to do that. They've kept basically what, what is a load of old stuff. Right? There's no no overheads. Just leave it. The older it gets, the better. And yet people are paying to go over there and have a look at it. Whereas if the Colosseum was here, right, you'd have people saying, oh, that's a mess, getting knocked down. We're talking about uh, going to the moon, trips to the moon, that's what they're working on. I don't fancy that. I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing there, is there? I mean, Neil Armstrong, that spaceman, he's been, hasn't he? But he hasn't been back, so can't have been that good. At the end of the day, it's, it's just one big rock. You might as well go to Lanzarote, that's what you want. Okay. So there you go. That was Carl talking about holidays. So why does Carl think holidays are stressful? He thinks they're stressful because you've got so much time on your hands. Right? You've got too much time on your hands and there's too much pressure to keep doing things. Secondly, what does Carl think of Lanzarote's nickname? It's called the Volcanic Island. The Volcanic Island. Volcano, right? Volcanic is the adjective from the word volcano, because uh, Lanzarote is a volcanic island. It's got lots of volcanoes on them. Uh, many of them are not active anymore, right? And you can go and visit these volcanoes, but basically, it's just like looking into some holes in the ground. These volcanoes are basically just holes in the ground, and it's just like, all you do is just look in holes in the ground. So he doesn't think it's um, a, um, a great nickname. Because essentially, the, being the volcanic island means that you're just looking at holes in the ground. Uh, what what did Carl do on his holiday there? Looked at looked at holes in the ground, right? Hmm. Who wrote these questions? I think it was me. Uh, what did he do on his holiday? Um, he he just looked in holes in the ground, right? We're going to come back to those questions when we go through the video in a moment. The problem with the holidays in the UK is that they are too expensive. Uh, what did he think of the seal sanctuary he went to? He thought he doesn't mean to criticize the the project, but he thought that it was too expensive because the seals basically weren't really doing anything. So he felt that it was a rip off. 
And uh, what's the best place Carl has been? It's Rome in Italy, uh, because there's just so many amazing old things wherever you look. And what does Carl think of holidays to the moon? He thinks that they're, they're, they're pointless because the moon is basically just a big rock. So you might as well just go to Lanzarote. And he's got a good point there, I think. Let's go through the video again. This time I'm going to sort of break it down line by line, okay? Now, in the last video, what I said to you here in the last episode, I said to you, try and repeat exactly what you hear Carl say. I know that's difficult because I keep coming in and repeating the line too. But you could always have your finger over the pause button. And if you want to do this the full way, try and repeat exactly what he says. And then try and repeat what I say as well. Repeating what you hear is actually very good practice. It's a way to convert listening to speaking in a sense. Even though you're just repeating, you are still essentially trying to form words, pronounce them. You could consider it to be pronunciation work, but it's also just grammar, vocabulary work in general. As you try to repeat um, uh, the, the sentences, you end up looking at the way that they're constructed and the way they hold them, they, they hold together and so on. So you could try and listen and repeat as we go through this. Okay, so... I think holidays are pretty stressful. I think holidays are pretty stressful. I think holidays are pretty stressful. Holidays. So I think you understood that. I think holidays are pretty stressful. Because you always sort of end up doing stuff that you don't really want to do. It's just that suddenly you've got sort of free time on your hands. That you-, you always end up doing stuff that you don't really want to do. You end up doing stuff you don't really want to do. If you end up doing something, it means that you you do that thing, but not because you intended to do it, but just because it's just what happened as a as a consequence of other things that you're doing. So it's kind of like you do this, you do that, you do this, and then the final destination is this thing that you you end you end up doing. Hmm. So, for example, uh, I never really set out to be an English teacher. When I went to university, I didn't take a degree in English language teaching and linguistics or anything. It wasn't my plan from the very beginning. I just kind of ended up doing it, meaning I took a job because I wanted to travel. And then I realized I liked it and I felt I was quite good at it. So I continued to do it. And then I got more qualifications. I end, And then I sort of, as an experiment, started doing a podcast and I ended up doing this podcast as my as my job basically so um to end up doing something when y- you talk about the thing that you are that that you do even though it's not necessarily the thing that you planned or intended to do it's just something that happened okay so like for example I, we went out last night um and we went to a bar and then we went to a club and we ended up doing karaoke at three o'clock in the morning you didn't set out to do karaoke at 3 a.m. It's just what happened. So, yes. You don't really- right. You end up doing stuff you don't really want to do. That's that's what your complaint is about holidays. There's too much try- time on your hands and you end up doing uh, things you don't really want to do. Because you always sort of end up doing stuff that you don't really want to do. You end up doing stuff. Stuff. Not stuff. Stuff. You end up doing stuff you don't really want to do. It's just that suddenly you've got free time on your hands. Suddenly you've got free time on your hands. Suddenly you've got free time on your hands. Uh, There's a nice phrase, to have time on your hands. 
we have time on our hands. I've got some time on my hands. Well, since we've got some time on our hands, let's go and have a pint, for example, to have time on your hands. You've got lots of free time on your hands. That you don't really want to do. It's just that suddenly you've got sort of free time on your hands that you're not used to. Free time on your hands that you're not used to. You're not used to having that kind of free time on your hands. Last proper holiday that we had. What? Time on your hands that you're not used to. Last proper holiday that we had. Right. Last proper holiday that we had. Right. Last proper holiday that we had. The last proper holiday that we had. Right. The last proper holiday that we had. Right. Your hands that you're not used to. Last proper holiday that we had. Right. Went to. Uh, Lanzarote. Went to uh, Lanzarote. Not Lanzarote. Lanzarote. You can hear that. You can hear the glottal stop there really clearly. I went to uh, Lanzarote. Proper holiday that we had. Right. Went to uh, Lanzarote. And it's sold as uh, Lanzarote, the volcanic island. It's sold as Lanzarote, the volcanic island. Something is sold as something. It means this is what they tell you it will be when they sell it to you. All right. For example, oh, I don't know what. Um, you know, like um, the Irishman is is the uh, is is like the you know the, the the Netflix series by Martin Scorsese. The Irishman. It could be sold as you know the the, the uh, Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino together at last. You know, sold. It's it was sold as a an amazing moment in cinema history when Al Pacino and Scorsese and De Niro all worked together at the same time, or something like that. Um, it was it's sold as the Volcanic Island, which isn't a a great nickname to have, is it? Which isn't a great nickname to have, is it? The Volcanic Island. It isn't a great nickname to have, is it? So he doesn't think it's a great nickname because you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I do know what you mean, Carl. Might as well have Lanzarote, the disaster zone. <laughs> Excuse me. You might as well have Lanzarote, the disaster zone. Yeah, when you think about it, a volcanic island, I mean, it's like not a reason to go to an island. Come to our island, we've got lots of volcanoes. It's like, mm, no, uh, aren't they like really dangerous? They're like huge natural disasters, aren't they? So yeah, fair enough, Carl. Lanzarote, the volcanic island. You might as well call it Lanzarote, the disaster zone. Disaster zone. I'd say disaster. He says disaster. Welcome. Right. But uh spent the week on coaches going around looking at, like, different volcanoes. Spent a week on coaches, like, going around looking at different volcanoes. In, with Carl, there's a lot of stuff at talk of running around, knocking around, going around. Typical, very typically English, natural English stuff this is. Spent the week on coaches. We spent the week on coaches. Coaches, you know, buses for tourists. We spent the week on coaches going round. Going round looking at, like, different volcanoes. And none of them are active. 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 An active volcano is one that's still alive. It could erupt. None of them are, none of them are active. 
So basically, spent time looking in big holes. So basically, spent time looking in big holes. Looking in big holes. Looking in big holes. A hole, a hole. Hole in the ground, a hole in your shoe, a hole in your sock, hole, a hole. So, yeah, you're basically just going around looking in big holes. Just look going around looking in big holes. Fair point. I don't know. Anyone in Lanzarote or anyone from the Lanzarote Tourist Board watching this, leave your comments in the comments section. Britain's too expensive, though, isn't it? Just sort of have weekends away and stuff. Britain's too expensive, though, isn't it? To sort of have weekends away and stuff. Britain's too expensive, though, isn't it? To sort of have weekends away and stuff. Britain's too expensive, though, isn't it? To sort of have weekends away and stuff. Britain is too expensive, isn't it? To have weekends away and stuff. I think you understand that. Some point last year, we, we went away somewhere. Some point last year, we went away somewhere. Some point last year, we went away somewhere. Okay, so he's going to tell a little story. In the way and stuff. Some point last year, we, we went away somewhere and uh, ended up having a walk around this sort of seal sanctuary. And ended up having a walk around this sort of seal sanctuary. And ended up having a walk around this sort of seal sanctuary. So let's ended up again. Have you noticed what grammar comes after ended up or end up? We ended up sort of having a walk around this seal sanctuary. We ended up having, so it's an ING, end up doing. We ended up having a walk around this sort of seal sanctuary. 14 quid. 14 quid. Quid means pounds, so that's 14 quid. So he's suggesting that it was too expensive. They weren't doing anything because they're ill. They weren't jumping through hoops and all that. They weren't doing anything because they're ill. Because they are ill, they weren't jumping through hoops or anything like that. Jumping through hoops. So seals can be trained. You know, if you go to places like SeaWorld, where you see whales and dolphins. I don't know why it's called SeaWorld when you see whales and dolphins, because it should be called Sea Whales and Dolphins. You're welcome, ladies and gents. <laughs> SeaWorld. Uh, yeah, we know why it's called SeaWorld, because, you know, the sea and stuff. Go away, fly. Uh, there's a fly buzzing around. One of those really annoying little fruit flies. You know the ones that you find in your kitchen and just like, nah, get away from here. And they, if you've got bananas, they land on the end of the banana and like eat the little stick, the sticky sugar. So I've got one of them in here. I uh, can't stand those little flies. So annoying. Anyway, where was I? Uh, sea world. Yes. Um, you can, you can train seals to jump out of the water through hoops and to catch balls on their heads and things like that. Okay. By the way, if you are an audio listener and you didn't see the picture of the seal I showed on the video, a seal is, they're sort of like, the dogs of the sea. I mean, they look a bit like, imagine if a dog had evolved to, to, to swim in the water. That's kind of what they look like. So they've got whiskers, um, right? They've got sort of gray or dark brown fur. They have flippers and uh, whiskers and they like to catch fish, seals. And they go, oh, 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 like that. Okay. So, he said, because they were all ill, 
they weren't like jumping through hoops or anything. So because they were ill, they weren't doing tricks. They weren't doing anything particularly impressive. They were just lying around being ill and getting better. And he thought that 14 quid for that was too much. They weren't doing anything because they're ill. They weren't jumping through hoops and all that. They were just floating about. <laughs> floating about. They were just floating about. Floating means on the surface of the water, sort of like just like the way a boat floats on the water. It doesn't sink. Um, yeah. There's something else there. Because they're ill. They weren't jumping through hoops. Yeah, hoops. A hoop is like a big ring. You know, like the way, uh, you know, a, a ring, right? A ring, like a wedding ring, a ring you wear on your finger. I mean, imagine a ring that's really big and um, uh, a seal or a dog could jump through it. And we do tricks with them. We do a uh, hula hoop where you put the hoop around your waist and you, you make the hoop spin round. That's a hoop. And jo- dogs jump through hoops when they do their dog shows and do- dolphins or seals might jump through hoops. They weren't doing anything because they're ill. They weren't jumping through hoops and all that. They were just floating about, hardly moving. Hardly moving. Hardly moving, meaning not moving a lot. 14 quid. I mean, I'm not having a go, do you know what I mean? If six seals have to have somewhere to go, but... You know, I'm, I'm not having a go, do you know what I mean? Like, six seals, they've got, to have, they've got to have somewhere to go, but... I'm not having a go. If you're having a go, it means you're criticising right? Criticising. I'm not having a go. I mean, I'm not criticising. I'm not saying that this, you know, saying bad things about the seal sanctuary, but. I mean, I'm not having a go. Do you know what I mean? If six seals have to have somewhere to go, but. but. He's going to say, but, and then something. Sick seals have to have somewhere to go. Sick seals have to have somewhere to go. That's not six seals. That's sick seals. Sick seals have to have somewhere to go. What, how many seals? No, no, just all of them. But how many? I don't know. But there's six. There's six seals. Anyway, <laughs> that's not one, two, three, four, five, six seals. That's seals that are sick. Sick seals. They have to have somewhere to go. Don't charge me to come in. But don't charge me to come in. Don't charge me to come in. Don't make me pay. To charge someone means make them pay for something. Yeah, all right, Carl. See, this is where I disagree, of course, because, you know, the thing is, Carl, the whole idea of the Seal Sanctuary is that it's a project. And by coming to visit the project, you are supporting it. You're giving your donation to help the seals, right? It's not just about it being an entertainment thing like a zoo or a show. You're there to support the seals. And also you get the chance to see them as well. But but largely you're there to help the, 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 you know, the seals to recover in order to be nice to seals or at least let me see them again when they're better (laughs) yeah they're just lying about they're not even doing anything because they're sick sure sick seals need to have somewhere to go but uh don't make me pay for it or at least or don't make me don't charge me 14 quid for it or at least let me see them when they're better Or at least let me see them again when they're better. I think the best place I've been is uh, Rome. I think the best place I've been, the best place I've been, is Rome. It's pretty amazing. It's 
pretty amazing. Pretty. Not, I would say it's pretty amazing. I might say it's pretty amazing. Sometimes I drop my T's. It's pretty amazing. Just the amount of old stuff they've got. You know what I mean? Every, every corner you turn, it's like, oh, look at that. That's old, isn't it? Every corner you turn, it's like, look at that. That's old, isn't it? It's just the amount of old stuff they've got. Just the amount of old stuff they've got. Every corner you turn, you think, oh, wow, look at that. That's old. Pretty amazing. Just the amount of old stuff they've got. You know what I mean? Every every corner you turn, it's like, oh, look at that. That's old, isn't it? But then again, that's sort of, that's the problem with it as well. But then again, nice phrase. Then again, is a, it's like when you sort of look at the other side of things, it's like, on the other hand... But then again, what does he it's say? Old, isn't it? I look at it; it's amazing. Look, that's old, isn't it? But then again, but then again, that's sort of that's the problem with it as well. Then again, that's the problem with it as well. Why is that a problem, Carl? Because once you've been, there's no need to go back because nothing changes. <laughs> once you've been, there's no need to go back because nothing changes. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean, once you've seen the Colosseum, they don't do it up. Once you've seen the Colosseum, they don't do it up. They don't do it up. To do something up, to do up a, a place, a building, is to uh, uh, totally refurbish it, make it look new again, maybe give it new paint, repair some of the things that are wrong with it, and make it look brand new again. Do it up, make it look all nice. Go back because nothing changes. You know what I mean? Once you've seen the Colosseum, they don't do it up. <laughs> I do like the point. Yeah, maybe he's got a point. You know, once you've been to Rome once, you know, that's it. It's not going to change. They, they, you don't go back. Oh, they fixed the Colosseum. No. I think it's clever, though, how, how Rome have managed to do that. I think it's clever, though, how Rome have managed to do that. I think it's clever, though, how Rome have managed to do that. Though is like saying, but... But I think it's clever. But we put though after the, the clause, right? Though is it, it has got a few different uses, but it's very common in spoken English to put though uh, after the, 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 the two contrasting clauses. For example, it's raining. I'm going to play football, though. Which is like saying, it's raining, but I'm going to play football. So, you know, you put though after the clause. So what did he say? Oh. I think it's clever, though, how Rome have managed to do that. I think it's clever, though, how Rome have managed to do that. He thinks it's clever how Rome have managed to do that. What, like keep tourists coming, even though it's always the same? <laughs> I don't mean to criticise Rome, right? Again, I'm not really about, I'm not really interested in Carl's opinions. I'm more just interested in the way he gives his opinions. I've been to Rome, amazing place. Absolutely stunning place. Um, so it's, that's not in question. Anyway, it's amazing. It's it's impressive how how they've done that. What? It up. I think it's clever though how how Rome have managed to do that. They've kept basically what what is a load of old stuff. Right? There's no no overheads. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Um, they've kept what's basically a bunch of old stuff. Like there's no overheads. Now, that technically should be, there are no overheads, but that is a grammatical mistake that everyone makes. There is, and then a plural noun. 
especially with the word people. Did we go through this before? I feel like we went through this before. There's people. There's a lot of people. There's, that's it. He said there's too many people in the world. Well, now there's there's no overheads. Now, overheads are basically costs that you incur when you're running a business. So, for example, it could be the cost of just, you know, the electricity. Let's say it's a shop. Let's say you're running a shop, a music shop. What are the overheads? The overheads would be paying for the rent for the shop, paying for the electricity to keep the shop running, you know, the lights and all that stuff, paying for the staff, paying for uh, cleaners to come. You know, those are overheads. So, yeah, he's saying with with Rome, it's just a bunch of old stuff. There's like there's no overheads. I don't agree, Carla, because I'm sure that they have to maintain all of those things and keep them in good condition. But he's saying that when you've just got a bunch of old stuff, you just leave it. There's there's no overheads in that in that sense. Basically, what what is a load of old stuff? Right? There's no no overheads. Just leave it. The older it gets, the better. And yet, people are paying to go over there and have a look at it. Just leave it. That's about <laughs> excuse me. That is. It's a good point. When you've got old things like um, ancient ruins, then just leave it. The older it gets, the better. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whereas if the Colosseum was here, right, you'd have people saying, oh, that's a mess. Get it knocked down. If the Colosseum was here, you'd have people going, oh, that's a mess. Get it knocked down. Meaning, knock it down. Right? Uh Bring the building down so there's no building anymore. That look at that. That's a mess. Knock it. Get it knocked down. Would they? I don't think they would. We've got loads of old things like castles and Stonehenge and stuff. Come on, Carl. We're talking about uh, going to the moon. They're, they're, they're talking about going to the moon. All right. Trips to the moon. That's what they're working on. Trips to the moon. That's what they're working on. That's what they're working on. Yeah. There. That's what they're working on. But he's, there sounds a bit like the. the. Uh, going to the moon. The. Trips to the moon. That's what they're working on. 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 I don't fancy that. I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing there, is there? I don't fancy that. At the end of the at, at the end of the day, there's nothing there, is there? I don't fancy that. Meaning, I don't want to do that. If you fancy something, two, let's say two meanings of fancy. One meaning is you fancy a person, which means you find them attractive. Ooh, right. You fancy someone that you find sexually attractive. It's a bit. It's a bit like the sort of thing that kids would say at school. You know, uh, you know, uh, like Becky fancies you, or, or whatever it would be. Um, I don't fancy that. What did he no. say? I don't fancy that. I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing there, is there? At the end of the day, ultimately, there's nothing there, is there? There's nothing there on the moon. Yeah, good point. I mean, there is really nothing there. Maybe a couple of flags. We'll see. I mean, Neil Armstrong, that spaceman. He- I mean, Neil Armstrong, that spaceman. Astronaut. I think is the right word, Carl, rather than a spaceman. Anyway, I mean, Neil Armstrong, that spaceman, right? He hasn't been back. <laughs> what is there it? is nothing there, is there? I mean, Neil Armstrong, that spaceman, he's been, hasn't he? But he hasn't been back. So 
can't have been that good. <laughs> it can't have been that good. Surely, sure, Carl, that's the only reason he hasn't been back because he's like, nah, it's not that good. I'll stay here. Thanks. <laughs> I guess he hasn't been back because they just didn't send him back. But still, it's funny. It's like, yeah, Neil Armstrong, he's been to the moon and, you know, he's been, but he hasn't been back. So it can't be that good. <laughs> the end of the day, it's, it's just one big rock. The end of the day, right? The end of the day. The end of the day is like saying, when you consider everything, uh, ultimately, the final thought is, right? At the end of the day, it's just one big rock, isn't it? You might as well go to Lanzarote. You may as well go to Lanzarote. May as well or might as well do something. It's like saying, let's do this because it's, of all the options of things we could do, this one um, is, uh, <laughs> or all the other options are either not possible or not really very good options. So by cancelling out all the options, let's do this one. We might as well do that then, I suppose. It's a bit like saying, Let's do it because I can't think of anything better to do. Might as well go to Lanzarote. Right? Because that's the moon isn't any better than that. In fact, it's pretty much the same. It's just a big rock. Just lots of holes. Just looking in holes. Looking in holes. Okay, well that was that was Carl on holidays. Okay, let's do a little vocab re re recap. Um Let's see. I wanted to just write here, there's no overheads as well, because I wanted to include that in the list. Right, so we've got just a little vocab recap. Uh, you've got free time on your hands, which you're not used to. If you have time on your hands, it means you've got time which you can use, uh, time which is not uh, specifically devoted to anything else. It's free time. So if free time. We have free time, or you have free time on your hands. Uh, we ended up walking around this seal sanctuary. So there's that phrase, ended up doing it again. Uh, ended up doing again. And it's end up plus ing, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing an episode about Paul, not Paul, Paul. I started doing an episode about Carl Pilkington, and I ended up talking about seals and jumping through hoops. Didn't expect that. Then uh, they were just floating about, meaning floating, but floating here, floating there, sort of moving about, walking about. Remember that walk about, walk around, just walk generally with no specific destination, visiting different places. Okay. Hang about, meaning socialize in nowhere in particular and float about, just float on the swim in the swimming pool from here to there, hardly moving, meaning not moving a lot, not moving hard but just not moving very much, hardly moving. I'm not having a go, meaning I'm not criticizing, but don't charge me to come in, meaning don't make me pay money to come in, or at least let me see them again when they're better. Uh, the Colosseum in Rome, they don't do it up, do it up meaning um, make it look nice again, new paint, repairs, new walls or something. They don't do it up. Uh, there's no overheads meaning costs, expenditure associated with running the business. It's overheads. Uh, that's a mess, meaning something that looks untidy, unclean, like my daughter's bedroom. That's a mess. Uh, get it knocked down, meaning knock it down. Remove the building. 
take the building so it's not standing anymore. At the end of the day, the moon is just a big rock. You might as well go to Lanzarote, or you may as well go to Lanzarote. Okay, at the end of the day, meaning ultimately, and you may as well go to Lanzarote, meaning, you know, Lanzarote is just as good as the moon. So, you know, let's go to Lanzarote because it's as good, if not better than the other options. Okay. All right, so another example of might as well, may as well. Now, you know, we could finish here, but since I've got more stuff, we might as well continue, right? Okay, let's do that then. So pronunciation three, more pronunciation stuff. Nasal. Carl's voice is quite nasal. For example, all right, so I went on holiday and it was great and all that. Very nasal. Whereas if I say that in my normal voice, all right, so I went on holiday. I sound so posh. All right, so I went on holiday. I went on holiday and it was great and all that. I went on holiday and it was great and all that. All that. I'll have I'll have a look at the meteorites. I'll have a look at the meteorites. So for me, in my voice, I tend to place the pronunciation. In terms of placement, that's a weird one. Placement means where you feel the sound is being made. And when I speak like Carl, the placement is a lot more nasal. I'll have a look at the meteorites. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it depends what they're doing, what you're doing and all that. Definitely a lot more nasal. But when I speak in my normal voice, I feel like the placement is a lot closer to the front. I'll have a look at the meteorites. It's certainly down in my mouth, at the front of my mouth, maybe. Um, if you're going to eat a live animal, don't eat one that's got eight arms that can get hold of your neck. Whereas, Carl, if you're going to eat a live animal, don't eat one that's got eight arms that can get hold of your neck. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm, a lot of nasal. When's the last time you heard about a tortoise having a heart attack? When's the last time you heard about a tortoise having a heart attack? And this works well with glottal stops. Got eight arms. Nasal sound in, in ow and I sounds. So ow in words like about and now sounds more nasal when Carl says it. For example, what's he going on about now? And if there were dinosaurs about now and that. And if we've run out, we need to go outside and get some more. So what's going, what's he going on about now? Instead of what's he going on about now? What's he going on about now? And if there were dinosaurs about now and that, about now and that. If we've run out, we need to go outside. If we've run out, we need to go outside. And nasal sounds in the I sound, the I in in words like alive, inside, survive, fighting, riot and dying, um, uh, sounds more nasal. So this sound sounds more nasal. So you've got alive and inside, survive, fighting, riot and dying. Also, he often doesn't pronounce the G at the end of his I-N-G words. I'm fighting, dying. You're not supposed to eat them alive. You're not supposed to eat them alive. And we've got to stay inside if we want to survive. We've got to stay inside if we want to survive. So survive and survive. If they were running about fighting and dying and that. If they were running about fighting and dying and that. And running riot. When Carl sound, says it, it sounds more like running riot. Okay. Are you okay, listeners, viewers? St- st- still with me? Oh, my bum is going to sleep. Oh, you know that feeling when you're sitting on a hard chair in one position and then you try and stand up and, hey, hello. Good morning, bum. 
Okay, number five. Carl uh, talking about his fridge. So Carl's fridge is broken and he called out a guy to fix it. Naturally, he's moaning, meaning complaining, about workmen who come to your house to do different jobs. I'm going to speed up a little bit here, okay? Because I've been going for nearly 50 minutes and so I don't want this to be too long. So I'm going to speed up a little bit, uh, especially in the breaking it down bit. I will probably not rewind the video as often. Anyway, questions. So someone is come, coming to Carl's place or someone came to Carl's place to fix his fridge. The fridge, the refrigerator, that's the thing that you use in your home to keep food cold, right? You put your milk in it, your beer in it, right? Keep food cold. So why does the guy or why did the guy charge 80 pounds? Secondly, what is Carl's main problem with engineers, plumbers, workers who have to come to his house? Thirdly, what advice does the fridge guy give to Carl? And fourth, what is the problem with Carl's new fridge? Okay, all right then. So here we go. Let's listen to Carl talking about his fridge. What's wrong this time, Carl? So the fella turned up, right? And he said, right, what's the problem? I said, well, I told the people on the phone that the fridge isn't working, right? So he says, oh, let's have a look then, right? He opens it, sticks his hand in. He said, uh, he says, yeah, it's broke so I said yeah I know that's, that's why I called you out right and he goes yeah there's nothing I can do here you need a new one anyway that's that's 80 quid right I said you what he said uh, 80 quid call out charge I said but what am I paying for what have you done still broke he said well you know it's it's call out isn't it it's sort of time and transport and that I don't know how he got here but it was costing me 80 quid. Tell you, wind me up. They're all at it now. All these sort of engineers and builders and stuff. I had a fella come round to do the tiling, right? Turned up late. Uh, said he was going to be here at like half seven. I don't, I don't understand why they've always got to start early, right? It's not like they're a farmer or anything. Just if it gets dark, put the light on, right? But he turned up, turns up late, with a carrier bag, right? And in the carrier bag, he had a pot noodle, um, a copy of the Daily Mirror, right? And a crossword book. What, what, you know what I mean? Why a whole book? There's one crossword in the Daily Mirror. So why that isn't enough for his, for his little day's education? I don't know. He had a full, full book full of crosswords to do. Winds me up. There was another fella, right, who came round, who was doing some work on the bathroom, and he was asking what the pub was like across the road. I said, it doesn't matter, does it? You're here to do this. Don't, don't worry about the pub. Having a laugh. And the biggest, the biggest joke of all, right, the fella said, uh, he said, yeah, it's broken, what have you, 80 quid? And he obviously felt like he had to give me, you know, a little bit of, little bit of information to sort of, you know, feel like he's he's deserved his eighty quid. So the thing is, when did you last back it out? I said, you what? He said, yeah, you meant to uh, back him out because like dust and that gets gets in on the fan and stuff and. I don't know anyone who's ever backed a, a fridge out. I worked in Cordon Bleu, right, which is like a 
freezer, supermarket selling frozen food. I worked there for two years. Not once did I see anyone backing one out. And I've got to buy a new one now. 430 quid. Plus the 80. So I can't afford any food to put in it, but... Joke. Right then. It's just gone 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, bit of an extra update for you. You know, I said said I'd, I'd ordered a new fridge, right? They said uh, they'd give us a call an hour before they drop it off. Didn't get a call. Driver turned up. Uh, forgot his phone, so couldn't call us. And he says, uh, I said, oh, look, it needs wiring in and what have you. It's got one of those fancy plug things. He said, oh, I can't do that, mate. I'm a delivery driver, not an electrician. Brilliant. So, I have to do it myself. Unbelievable. The uh, flast screen has some text on it and it says, Carl finally installed his new fridge with help from Suzanne, his girlfriend. Okay, let's go through the um, answers. How was that, listeners? Did you manage to follow what he's saying? He was talking, obviously, about having his fridge delivered and then fitted. And he's he was experiencing those problems that we all experience when tradesmen come to your home to do some sort of job. Plumbers, carpenters, decorators, fitters, these sorts of people. So I'm sure that you've experienced this. I, I expect it's the same everywhere, right? It certainly is in the UK. It is in France where I live now. But it can be very frustrating when you're waiting for these guys to come to deliver something or to fix something. Like just the other day, like, you know, you know, uh, long-term listeners, you might know uh, that I'm we're in the process of moving to a new apartment and we are having work done in the new apartment, including a new kitchen, which we chose to buy from Ikea, the, the you know, Ikea. We, I pronounce it Ikea. In other places, I think you call it Ikea or other things. The Swedish furniture superstore. So got our kitchen. Everything was great. The whole experience was fantastic. But then having the thing delivered, having the kitchen delivered, absolute nightmare. They were supposed to come on Sunday. We waited all morning and they just didn't turn up. No one called. Then they were supposed to deliver on Wednesday. I had to cancel a podcast uh, interview so that I could be there to help them, you know, with the, to help check off all the items, 66 items of kitchen stuff. And they, they canceled at the last minute and it's, it's going on and on and on. If, when we, will we ever get the kitchen? I don't know. Um, there you go. So the questions, why does the guy charge 80 pounds? Uh, he described it as a call out charge to pay for, um, things like, um, time and transport, uh, okay. So even though the guy doesn't do anything, he still charges Carl an 80 pound call out charge just for the time it took and the, uh, the transport that he had to take. 80 pounds seems like quite a lot. Secondly, what is Carl's main problem with engineers, plumbers, workers who have to come to his house is that they are, um, they're not serious. They're not serious about the work. 
and they seem to just waste more, be more interested in wasting their time doing things like reading newspapers or doing crosswords or even going to the pub. So they're not serious. And they, they, he says they're having a laugh. Having a laugh means that they are not being serious and maybe trying to rip you off, like trying to deceive people and not being serious about what they're doing. What advice does the fridge guy give to Carl? He says that you should vac out your fridge. So use a vacuum cleaner to remove dust from the fridge. You're supposed to vac it out. Okay. And what's the problem with Carl's new fridge? The problem with Carl's new fridge is that uh, it needs to be fitted properly. Uh, the electrical, it's got one of those fancy plug things where instead of plugging it into the wall, it's fitted permanently into the wall and you can switch it on and off with a switch on the wall. So it needs to be fitted and um, he can't do it. And uh, also the delivery guy is not qualified to do it. So let's go through that again. Okay, we'll try and do it quickly. Fella turned up, right? The fella turned up, right? Fella turned up, meaning the man arrived. Fella means man, turned up means arrived. The fella turned up, the man arrived. And he said, right, what's the problem? I said, well, I told the people on the phone that the fridge isn't working, right? What's the problem? He said. Well, I told the people on the phone that the fridge isn't working, right? So he says, "Oh, let's have a look then." So he says, "Oh, let's have a look then," right? Which means he's going to check it. Okay, let's have a look then. Have a look. Let's have a look. Right. Opens it. Sticks his hand in. Opens it. Sticks his hand in. So he opens the fridge. Puts his hand inside the fridge. He said, uh, "Says yeah, it's it's broke." He said, yeah, it's broke. It's broke. Now, broke is not actually the right word. There should be broken. Broke is another adjective. If some if someone is broke, is a person. If a person is broke, it means they've got no money. Bankrupt for a company and a person. But anyway, a person, if a person is broke, they've got no money. Broken means that it's there's a you know, it's damaged or something and it doesn't work properly. So I said, yeah, I know. That's, that's why I called you out. He's, I says, I says, I said, yeah, I know. That's why I called you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, it's broke. Yeah, I know. That's why I called you out. All right. All right. He goes, yeah, there's nothing I can do here. You need a new one. Yeah, there's, there's nothing I could do here. You need a new one. There's nothing I could do here. You need a new one. There's nothing I can do here. You need a new one. Yeah, there's nothing I can do here. You need a new one. There's nothing I can do here. You need a new one. Anyway, that's that's 80 quid. Anyway, that's that's 80 quid. Anyway, that's 80 quid. That's 80 pounds. Right. I says, you what? I says, you what? You what? It's a slightly rude way of saying what or sorry or excuse me or what did you say? You what? I says, you what? He said, uh, eight quid call-out charge. He said, uh, eighty quid call-out charge. Eighty quid call-out charge. Eighty quid call-out charge. I said, but what am I paying for? What have you done? What am I paying for? What am I paying for? What have you done? What have you done? It's, it's true. The guy came out, supposed to fix the fridge, opens it. Yeah, it's broken. Yeah, sorry, you need a new one. Nothing I can do here. £80, pounds, please. But what have I paid for? Still broke. 
it's still broke, still broken. He said, well, you know, it's, it's call out, isn't it? Well, he said, you know, it's call out, isn't it? Call out. So call someone to come out. It means they come uh, all the way out to your place. It's call out, isn't it? Call out charge. Sort of time and transport and that. I don't know how we got here. It's like time and transport and that. I don't know how we got here. Yeah. 80 quid transport. What did you, what did you use? Concord. And he was late. Call out, innit? Sort of time and transport and that. I don't know how he got here, but it was costing me 80 quid. I don't know how he got here, but it was costing me 80 quid. I don't know how he got here. How did he get here? Did he take a bus? Did he walk? Bicycle? Car? I don't know how he got here. I don't know how he got here, but it's costing me 80 quid. I tell you, they wind me up. I tell you, they wind me up. They wind me up. They wind me up. They wind me up. Wind someone up. So if you've got a, I don't think I've got an example of anything here. If you've got a toy, a watch, I suppose, um, an old-fashioned analog watch. But if you've got a toy, those ones that go, imagine like, you know, a pair of teeth with legs and they go boing, 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 bouncing across the table. Well, you wind them up, right? You and then you let them go to wind something up is to um hmm, turn something and so that a uh so that something becomes coiled and tight similarly if you are fishing you throw the the hook out on the line it goes out into the water and then you know if you caught a fish you you wind it up you wind up the the the, uh, line and the line comes back in it winds around um, a spool or a thing, right? Uh, zzz, 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 and wind something up. But anyway, to wind something up is to make something go all tight and wrapped up together. To wind something up, make it all tight, like like that. Now, if you, if something winds you up, it means it makes you uptight. It makes you stressed and nervous. And yeah. so, I tell you, they wind me up. It means they 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 annoy me. They irritate me. To wind someone up is to irritate someone, to annoy someone. Mm. We also have to to unwind, which is which means relax. To unwind, I like to play music to unwind. It helps me to unwind. Anyway, these guys wind him up. They're all at it now. All- They're all at it. If you're at it, it means you're doing something. They're all doing it. Yeah, they're all at it now. They're all doing it. Tell you, wind me up. They're all at it now. All these sort of engineers and builders and stuff. I had a fella come round to do the tiling. I had a fella come round to do the tiling. I had a fella come round to do the tiling. I had a man come round to my house. Interesting, we come round, we come over to people's houses. Go round, go over to someone's houses, house. So I had a fella come round to do the tiling. Tiling is in your kitchen and in your bathroom. You have ceramic tiles that go on the walls. They're decorative, and I guess they, you know, they protect the wall from they're, they're waterproof, and so you can wipe them quite easily, quite wipe clean. So yeah, we have, we put tiles in the kitchen and in the bathroom. So I had a guy come around to do the tiling. 
right? Turned up late. Turned up late. He turned up late, so he arrived late. Uh, said he was going to be here at like half seven. I don't, I don't understand why they've always got to start early. He said he was going to be here at half seven. There's that H drop again. He said he was going to be at half seven, half seven. And then he, he says, I don't know why they, they always have to start so early. Right. It's not like they're a farmer or anything. Right? It's not like they're a farmer or anything. So, yeah, why do they always have to start so early? It's not like they are a farmer. Now, farmers have to start really early. Well, traditionally, farmers had to start early and finish sort of at a certain time because they had, they relied on the sun. So you have to start when the sun comes up. So in the summertime, the sun comes up pretty early. So you've got to start early because you've only got a certain number of daylight hours. So for, you know, if you're a farmer, for example, daylight is very important. So you have to get up early. So I don't know why, but these guys, these tradesmen, I don't know why uh, they have to get so up, get up so early. It's not like they're a farmer or anything. And, it, you know, if the, if the sun goes down, just switch on the light. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why they've always got to start early, right? Not like they're a farmer or anything. Just if it gets dark, put the light on, right? If it gets dark, put the light on, right? If it gets dark, put the light on, right? But he turned up, turns up late. But he turned up, turns up late, late, late. How do you say late? That's Yorkshire, isn't it? Late. The Manchester, Manchester like that. I just remember how like, nasal it is. Keep your mouth open. After you stop, so he turned up late. Let late, late, turned up late. Still Yorkshire. How does he say late? Just if it gets dark, put the light on, right? But he turned up, turns up late. Late, late, not late, but late. Anyway, he turns up late with a carrier bag, right? With a carrier bag, right? Carrier bag. Though the carrier bag is the uh, cheap plastic bag from a supermarket. And in the carrier bag, he had a pot noodle. Um, a copy of the Daily Mirror, right, and a crossword book. In the carrier bag, right, you had a pot noodle. It's like a pot of instant noodles. Um, a cop, um, a copy of the Daily Mirror, which is a newspaper, national newspaper in the UK, and a, a book of crosswords. Crosswords are those puzzles where you have to use the clues to find the missing words. You put the words into the spaces, and then you. you 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 know you win you complete it by guessing all of the words and all the words fit in together a crossword so he had a carrier bag with a pot noodle a newspaper and a and a, and a book of crosswords hold on there's someone at the door postman probably excuse me all right sorry about that <sighs> i have to get my breath back now after running down the stairs and running back up so i've got a i've got a package waiting for me downstairs this is a running theme. It seems every time I switch on the microphone, someone's trying to deliver something to me. Anyway. Um, a copy of the Daily Mirror, right? And a crossword book. What, what, you know what I mean? Why a whole book? There's one crossword in the Daily Mirror. So why that isn't enough for his, for his little day's education? Why the cross? There's one crossword in the Daily Mirror. So if that isn't enough for his daily education... It's a good point. Why, why is the guy bringing a book of crosswords to a job like that? Hmm. I don't know. He had a full full book full of crosswords to do. He had a full book full of crosswords to do. He had a full book full of crosswords to do. 
winds me up. There he goes again. Winds me up. It winds me up. They wind me up. There was another fella. There was another fella. Right, there was another man, another person, and another fella. Right. We don't say fella for women. Who came round. Fella who came round. Who was doing some work on the bathroom, and he was asking what the pub was like across the road. He was asking what the pub was like across the road. He was asking what the pub was like across the road. So the guy came to do some work in the bathroom. He's like, uh, what was that pub like over the road? And I think Carl's response is like, Never mind about the pub, you know, you come you're here, you're here to do the work, don't don't think about the pub. It doesn't matter, does it? You're here to do this. Don't don't worry about the pub. Having a laugh. Having a laugh. Having a laugh. Having a laugh. Not taking it seriously and uh, being dishonest uh, and trying to get as much as they can without being honest about it having a laugh and the biggest the biggest joke of all right and the biggest joke of all right the biggest joke of all right the fella said uh, he said yeah it's broken what have you 80 quid he said yeah it's broken what have you 80 quid and he obviously felt like he had to give me you know a little bit of little bit of information he obviously felt that he had to give me a little bit of information. So obviously he's charged him £80. So now the guy feels obliged to at least help Carl, give Carl something in return. So he gives him some advice. To sort of, you know, feel like he's he's deserved his 80 quid. He said, the thing is, when did you last back it out? He said, the thing is, when did you last back it out? I said, you what? He said, yeah, you meant to... Uh back them out because like dust and that gets in on the fan and stuff and you meant to like vac them out vac them out vacuum them out meaning vacuum from the vacuum them inside completely remove all the dust from inside get it all out you got to vac them out vacuum the fridge out you got to vac it out you got to vac them out fridges because like dust and that gets gets in on the fan and stuff. Dust and that gets in on the fan and stuff. The fan, the thing that goes round, right? You have a fan in the summer to keep you cool. Uh, dust, dust is just stuff that's in the air. You know, it comes from your clothes, comes from your skin, and it lands and it settles on things. So, I don't know, like most of my surfaces here have got dust on them. Quite a dusty place. Can you see the dust? Can you see it, video viewers? So, video listeners, if you want to know what dust is, just find like the top of a of a picture frame or a shelf in your flat that you don't often clean, and just run your finger along it, and the stuff that you get on your finger that's dust. It might make you sneeze. Achoo! If you're allergic to dust, house dust, for example. So apparently, fridges get dust in them. They get dust on the fan. You're supposed to vac them out. You're supposed to clean them with a vacuum cleaner to remove all the dust. Mm. I've no, no, I don't know anyone who's ever vacked a, a fridge out. I don't know anyone who's ever vacked a fridge out. I don't know anyone who's ever vacuumed, cleaned a fridge with a vacuum cleaner. Have you, listeners, viewers, have you ever vacked out a fridge? Or are you like Carl? You've just never heard of anyone doing that. And stuff, and I've no, no, I don't know anyone who's ever vacked a, a fridge out. 
I worked in Cordon Bleu, right, which was like a freezer supermarket selling frozen food. I worked in Cordon Bleu, right, which is so he worked in he worked in a supermarket selling frozen food, right. So this is a supermarket full of freezers and fridges and stuff. Worked there for two years. Not once did I see anyone vacuum one out. Not once did I see anyone vacuum one out. Not once did I see one vacuum one out. Quite nice structure. Not once did I see. Which is like saying, I didn't see anyone vacuuming one out once. But he wants to emphasize the not once, not even once. And then you need an inversion. Not once did I see anyone vacuuming one out. If you want more stuff about inversions and that kind of thing, Luke's English Podcast Premium. Which episode was it? Was it P16? Maybe. That was all about inversions and, and that sort of thing. Not once did I see anyone vacuuming one out. I've got to buy a new one now. I've got to buy a new one now. I've got to buy a new one now. 430 quid. Yeah. Plus the 80. So can't afford any food to put in it. Can't afford any food. Can't afford any food to put in it. Can't afford to... Can't afford any food to put in it. Can't afford any... So he spent 500 and something quid on a new fridge, but he can't afford to put anything in it. If you can't afford to do something, it means you don't have enough money to do it. Joke. So the new fridge, the new fridge arrives and then Carl talks about it. All right then. It's just gone seven o'clock in the morning. It's just gone seven o'clock in the morning. Meaning, it was. It's like seven oh one or seven oh two or something. It's just gone seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, bit of an extra update for you. Bit of an extra update for you. A bit of an extra update for you. Bit of an extra update for you. All right. You know, I said said I'd, I'd ordered a new fridge. I said I'd ordered new. I said I'd ordered a new fridge. I said I had ordered a new fridge. Right. They said uh, they'd give us a call an hour before they drop it off. They said they'd give us a call an hour before they drop it off. Didn't get a call. Driver turned up. Uh, forgot his phone. Uh, forgot his phone. The driver forgot his phone, which is why he couldn't call. So it's just typical, though, isn't it, really? Having a laugh. Couldn't call us. And he says, uh, I said, oh, it needs wiring in. I said, oh, it needs wiring in. Right? It needs wiring in. So it means the wires need to be connected directly to the electrical supply in the wall. And what have you? And what have you? And what have you? Which is like saying, and stuff like that, etc. It needs wiring in and what have you. It needs wiring in and that sort of thing. It's got one of those fancy plug things. It's got one of those fancy plug things. Fancy here is an adjective. Oh, did I give the two meanings of fancy before? I don't remember. I fancy something means I I, I would like something. And I fancy something means I find someone... I, I fancy someone means I find them attractive. I didn't finish that point, did I? So one meaning of fancy is to find someone attractive. But if you fancy something, it just means you want it. So, oh, I fancy an ice cream. Okay. That's the verb, but then the adjective fancy means kind of 
uh oh like a bit sophisticated clever special um ooh, a fancy a fancy plug thing you see what does colin say fancy um cancel now verb 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 where's the adjective adjective if you describe something as fancy you mean it's special unusual or elaborate because it has a lot of decoration expensive high quality okay expensive high quality elaborate what's that an lep t-shirt the internet is advertising a t-shirt to me and it says lep on it that's not a luke's english podcast t-shirt is it what is that lep this is on red bubble i'm being sidetracked hmm leprechaun i don't know what that is i don't know what leprechaun is anyway Sorry, completely sidetracked there by T-shirts. So, a fancy plug thing. Basically, it's not that sophisticated. It's just a plug with a switch on it, rather than a plug that you you actually have to, you know, rather than just a socket that you, you plug the thing into directly. It's got one of those fancy plug things. He said, oh, I can't do that, mate. I'm a delivery driver. He said, oh, I can't do that, mate. I'm a delivery driver. Not an electrician. Not an electrician. <laughs> so after all this stuff he got his new fridge the fridge got delivered but the guy is unqualified to actually fit it so they've got a fridge just can't connect it brilliant so i have to do it myself so i'll have to do it myself he says and then it turns out according to the text at the end of the screen that he did eventually do it with help from his wife Suzanne his long suffering wife Suzanne okay let's get through the vocab quickly then so the fella turned up fella meaning man bloke turned up meaning arrived so fella and bloke are both informal words for man basically turned up meaning arrived yeah it's broke should be broken if a person is broke, it, 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 well, the word broke normally means when a person has no money, he's broke. But the fridge is broken. Um, that's why I called you out. That's why I asked you to come out uh, to my house. That's 80 quid, meaning pounds. I said, you what? Meaning, sorry, what did you say? An 80 quid call out charge. A charge is the money that you have to pay in this case, for for uh, calling out uh, the person. So it's you called him out and you have to pay for that. So it's a call out charge. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you is a bit like saying, do you know what I mean? It's just one of those little phrases, those little sort of discourse markers. I tell you, which is like saying, this is my real opinion. Do you know what I mean? I tell you, they wind me up. They wind me up meaning they annoy me, they irritate me. I had a fella come round, meaning visit the flat or the house, to do the tiling. Tiles, remember those ceramic things that go on the walls of the kitchen or the bathroom? It's called tiling, all of it, to do the tiling. Turned up late, so he arrived late, with a carrier bag. That's a cheap plastic bag from a supermarket. He was asking, what's the, he was asking what the pub was like across the road. So that's what is blah, blah, blah like, meaning how is it? What's that pub like across the road? Oh, it's, it's good. Nice, nice beer. What's it like? Not what does it like, right? Remember that? 
What's he like? Jack, your brother James, what is he like? He's nice and funny. What does he like? He likes skateboarding and tea. Okay, what is he like? What is the pub like? It's it's a nice pub. What he was asking what the pub was like. Yeah. Having a laugh. You're not taking it seriously. Um, trying to rip people off. When did you last vac it out? Meaning, when did you last vacuum it out? Remove all the dust from it with a vacuum cleaner. You're meant to vacuum out, meaning vacuum them out. The word is vacuum, by the way. I should probably add that. Vacuum cleaner, right? Um, dust and that. Because dust is that stuff made of skin, made of bit of fibers from clothes and stuff that hangs in the air and lands on surfaces and covers them. And then you need to dust. You need to clean all the dust off. Dust gets into the fridge. So they break because of that. So you have to vacuum out, apparently. And he said, I've got a new fridge. Can't afford any food to put in it. Meaning I don't have enough money to put any food in it. And it, the new fridge, the, the guy, uh, the new fridge, it needs wiring in. Meaning they need to connect the wires into the wall. It's got one of those fancy plug things. So I should probably the useful word here is the word plug. So if you're looking for a place to charge your phone, you need a plug. To be honest, you need a socket. The thing in the wall is the socket, and the thing that goes into it is the plug, okay? But a lot of people will just call it a plug. So I'm looking for a plug. Can you see a plug? It's a plug socket, to be honest. Yes. Um, Okay. So let's just have a look at a final bit of pronunciation. Um, Nasal, still, on how nasal uh, Carl's voice is. A lot of vowel sounds, a lot of other vowel sounds are nasal as well, like the word or corner turn the corner also the word they becomes the for example it depends what they want to do with it it depends what they want to do what they want to do what they want to do why have they only just found that why have they only just found that and how did they miss that how did they miss that also he adds little fillers like do you know what i mean and right which is basically right and that which is and that and things like that, like that, and and whatnot, which is like saying and so on and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And I tell you, okay. <clears throat> so watch out for those things. But ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the end of this episode. As I desperately try not to cough, so this brings us to the end of this episode. As I slam my hand against the table, as we now prepare to exit the world of Carl Pilkington and re-emerge blinking into the light of the normal world. Welcome back to yourself, your own attitudes and your own personality again. I urge you, I just wanted to use that phrase to be honest, I urge you to check the page for this episode on my website where you will find a downloadable full transcript. Is it downloadable? Anyway, you'll find a full transcript. You can copy paste it. You'll find the audio file for download in MP3 format. 
a text video version of this episode where you can read the entire thing as you listen. And it's all presented in a rather majestic looking font before your very eyes. And of course, there's the comments section where you can share your thoughts, not to mention the episode archive with all the previous episodes, plus lots of bonus stuff. Go to teacherluke.co dot uk to find out all about that and i would at this point um remind you about luke's english podcast premium the luke's english podcast app and luke's english podcast merch but i'm trying not to talk because it's really tickling my throat here lep premium teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info the lep app is just available in the app store luke's english podcast app and lep merch t-shirts and things like that things like this my water bottle my t-shirt my mugs on the shelf. Um, they're all available. Teacherluke.co.uk slash merch. But that's it for this episode. Thank you so much. It's been quite a long one. Uh, have a good one. Okay, listeners, viewers. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end and, and watching all the way until the end. Well done. You did it. Let me know that you watched or listened all the way to the end by leaving a comment in the comments section. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening and watching. I'm now going to go and cough. <laughs> okay uh, but i'll speak to you soon have a lovely day morning evening afternoon night okay until next time it's just time for me to say goodbye bye 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 okay audio listeners hello there so you're still listening to the audio version uh, the video version of this on YouTube has finished, but this is the audio version, so we, uh, we're we going to keep going for a little bit, because I want the audio versions of this podcast to always be a little bit different, to have something more than the video versions. So here we are, a bit of extra rambling at the end. I'm not going to go on too long, but I did want to just say a few things. So I here I am now, this is like a good, what, three or four days after I did this original recording. I wanted to upload this episode like on Friday, you know, last Friday, but I just didn't have time. Too many things. Life got in the way. And uh, so here we are again on Monday, but there's a lot of life going on. And it's it's been very difficult to kind of upload in the way and work on the podcast in ways that I would like to. Um, I don't know if you heard at the end of that episode there when I was talking, but I was really trying hard not to cough too much. I've got a little bit of a cold. It's all right. Um, it's not COVID or anything like that, but I've got this cough. And at the end of that episode, oh, I was struggling. In fact, I had to do lots of editing. You might not notice uh, on the audio version, but there's a lot of editing of me just cu- chopping out the bits when I was coughing and I had to cough. And uh, a bit of editing on the video version too. So anyway, I'm fine, but you might have heard it in my voice, you know, just just got a slight cold but everything's fine um let's see what else yeah a lot of life going on so an update on that ikea kitchen now i know this is obviously fascinating and vital for you to know about uh but it's kind of an ongoing saga isn't it now that um ikea was supposed to deliver the kitchen like once and then they they just didn't show up we waited and then they rearranged for a wednesday and they cancelled at the last minute and now they are they're saying that they should be delivering some of this kitchen within the next three hours. That's like right now. So they might arrive. Well, they say they're going to call within 15 minutes, but we'll see if it's a Carl Pilkington situation. Maybe they just 
maybe the guy will oh i forgot my phone or whatever i don't know they'll probably find some reason not to to deliver it but we'll see so i'm expecting whoops i'm expecting a call to let me know that ikea are delivering part of that kitchen and i'll have to rush over to the other flat flat i'll be rushing over to the other flat um to um you know to get the, all the details i've got to check them all off on a list lots of boxes with ikea codes you know those weird like codes and different names they have of their furniture so that's that's going to be fun um also i talked before about doing a big comedy show and um at least one person in the comments section said please let us know how the show went uh, was that eric it might have been and so i thought i might you know i might tell you i was considering recording a podcast that's what i said before that so basically i was uh last week i opened for paul taylor you know when comedians do their one man one man shows when comedians do their shows in front of big audiences often they'll invite uh, friends guests to open doing five or ten minutes at the beginning just to warm up the audience and stuff before the big show begins so paul asked me to open for him last tuesday um he was performing at uh, a big venue in paris called le grand rex and it's a huge theater cinema place the room that paul was playing in held about two and a half thousand people it was pretty much full and um so i did 10 minutes in front of this audience before before paul then went up on stage and uh yeah it was really good it was great i mean performing to two and a half thousand people is pretty uh, crazy uh it really is it's weird normally i'm used to performing to rooms of i don't know up to 50 people or something like that sometimes more but normally the pretty small rooms. so having 2500 people is ridiculous and one of the weird things is that there were like people up if i looked up there were people up there, you know, um, on a whole other, f- like a mezzanine floor with, with like, must have been at least another thousand people uh, above my eye line. So that's weird. So when you're performing in a big space like that, you've got to make everything much bigger. And so, you know, I found myself sort of striding around a lot more, making much more bigger, bigger physical gestures. Everything becomes bigger. But it's very strange because you that you hear your mic your your voice uh, amplified through these big speakers and it's like boom you know really um different but really good fun and uh, i had a good uh, show i had a good set they seemed to like it though i got some applause breaks which is always a good sign and that was just great um so yeah there you go i didn't record a podcast uh, that evening as i said i might because basically i just didn't i was i felt too distracted uh, i was too focused on preparing myself for the show um i was a bit nervous but it was sort of a good nervous where i just had energy and a, and i was sort of pacing around focusing on remembering all the stuff i was going to say and talking to the various people you know other comedians and and people and stuff so i didn't think it was it wasn't really the right didn't feel like the right time to be recording something i just wanted to focus on the show uh, but i thought i would let you know uh, how it went and it was good um the luke's english podcast design competition is now closed by the way um, i'm recording this on monday the 25th of october so the design competition is now closed i've received quite a lot quite a lot of um, late entries as well and i just wanted to say to everyone who's entered thank you so much for sending me your designs uh, um i'm 
I haven't been keeping up with all my emails to reply to you all to say, you know, that that it, everything's been fully, uh, it's going to be fully processed and stuff. Uh, but here I am telling you, uh, I've received your designs and I'm actually going to London tomorrow. So while I'm there, I'm going to talk to James. We're going to look at the designs, probably record an episode about uh, about them and we'll reveal the winners, okay? And we'll see who's going to end up in the merchandise store and who's going to win £80 that 80 pounds prize um okay so um that's gonna come soon um let's see i think that's pretty much it you know i think so um all right so oh, lots i've got lots of other episodes planned as i said uh, premium a whole premium series based on uh this carl pilkington series so just reviewing the vocab and doing pronunciation drills in my accent rather than in carl's um, just to help you remember the words and phrases that we've looked at. Okay, so that premium series will be coming soon. And um, there you go. All right, we still haven't moved to the new flat because it's not ready. As soon as it's ready, everything's going to go crazy as we move all our stuff. And I said before in the summer, I don't know how that's going to affect the podcast, uh, but we'll see. Um, I'm, I am. We have bought a little office space, a tiny room, uh, which will be the podcast headquarters. It's going to be my new little studio. And so I'll be moving in there as well. Uh, so it, all things will change. It still hasn't happened yet, but that is certainly on the horizon. Anyway, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. And I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.